Good morning, Mid-Missouri. And to some of our online listeners, I see you there in Los Angeles, Ashburn, Virginia, Amherst, Massachusetts, Deland, Florida, and others. Sure appreciate everyone tuning in to The Wake Up Call this morning on KOPN Columbia 89.5 FM. Today, we are expecting a high of 52 degrees. Stay tuned for a full weather report after these news headlines. Uh, at the state level, the Missouri Senate is gridlocked on passage of a new state Senate of the new state Senate district maps. Um, I talked about this last Wednesday on the wake up call. The Senate Republicans are arguing about whether to put forward a map with seven Republican and one Democrat seat versus six Republican and two Democrat seats, which is more or less what we have now. The conservative caucus, of course, wants that seven one split. And the more moderate Republicans are worried that that won't pass a court challenge and they're going to lose control of this process. So that's just a recap. So as Tessa Weinberg of the Missouri Independent reports, formal debate began Monday at 5 and the Conservative caucus began filibustering. They've been at it for 31 hours now. They took a break at midnight and they're going to reconvene at noon to work on it some more. So if you want to read into the weeds about that, uh, check out the Missouri Independent online. Uh, In other news, two more candidates have announced their intentions to run for state House of Representatives seats. Democrat David Tyson Smith is currently serving in HD 45. He won in a special election after Kip Kendrick resigned shortly after being elected to the seat in November of 2020. Due to the new district maps, Tyson Smith now resides in House District 46. He announced yesterday that he will run to represent his new district, and later in the day, Kathy Steinhoff, who's a former Columbia Public Schools science teacher and a former president of the CMNEA Teachers Union, announced she would run as a a Democrat for the House District 45 seat that David now serves in. Okay, one more. Local activists scored a victory Monday after hearing impassioned pleas from many Columbia residents. The Columbia City Council voted to raise the temperature at which they open the Wabash Warming Center to 25 degrees, and they're going to look into keeping it open throughout the day so that unsheltered citizens can have access to the restrooms and a place to escape the cold. Furthermore, the council is looking for a larger facility to serve as a warming shelter. So good progress made there. Way to go, gang. And on Wednesdays here on the Wake Up Call, we check in with John Dupuis, who is the host of Tech Radio. Good morning, John. Good morning. And I was rushing through those stories because I know you've got three good ones lined up. I do have three. that They're all small, but a bit of historic context. About every, I don't know say eight or nine years, the tech industry gets excited about VR, and then it dies. And then we get excited about VR, and then it dies. It's very periodic. But this time around, there's there's some some indication that VR may actually stick around. A virtual reality when I say that. Um, But So I got two stories that are uh, three stories, one on the plus side and two that are actually showing it's on the shutdown. Hmm. Um, Of course, the player that wants VR to be the biggest right now is Facebook, who's trying to do lots of distracting things from, from their stock price problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they've uh, introduced some new features in their Horizon worlds, and they're putting a lot of money and effort into their Horizon series of items for their Oculus Quest. Uh, the biggest thing, most recently, and it's not a big story, but it puts some interesting ideas. They're adding personal boundaries to Horizon worlds so that you can only walk within, I think it's a one-meter radius of another person. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The idea is that people can't get too close to other people, kind of enforcing a social distance kind of thing. Uh, not not for uh, coronavirus reasons, because that doesn't apply, but to uh, just to prevent like harassment and 
uh, inappropriate mm-hmm. walking next to people. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to put the words in the the words right when it's VR. Yeah. Um, on the other direction, uh, Microsoft, who's been making the HoloLens augmented reality thing, and they're actually their HoloLens two is done quite well in the corporate sector. Hmm. Um, basically, just like Google Glass did really well in the corporate sector, people are using these as a way to augment reality while they're working on things. So a person will be working on a on a, a line or working on a machine or something like that, and they can pop up text schematics and other instructions, that kind of stuff, while they're working. Time for Dante to get up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's all right. I need, yep. to, I need to change that somehow. On um, Wednesdays, yep. But it looks like the HoloLens 3 is almost kaput. They, mm. They're basically, their their division scaling back down. There's all kinds of fighting in there, and they're also not thinking it's going to come out for a while. Mm-hmm. They're not officially saying that's not going to happen, but it's not as likely to happen at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and Mozilla, who for the last four or five years, has, they're the makers of Firefox. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been working on a, a browser for VR called uh, Reality. And um, they've put some serious time and effort in that one. I've played with quite a bit. In fact, I've done a few of my tech radio shows in their browser, uh, where uh, Brad and I were virtual <laughs> in that one. Uh, interesting experiments, but they're shutting it down. They've decided that it's not worth the effort and yeah, time to support it and, and develop it. Yeah, yeah, and they're just not seeing the the users using it mm-hmm. to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And because they're a nonprofit, that they're very much about. What are people actually going to use? And they're deciding that it's just it's not worth the extra effort um, to maintain yet another product that if no one's going to use it. Sure. Um, yeah, they're a business um, after all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, one plus story and two minus stories on VR. I suspect VR is, in fact, on the wane for a little bit. Um, but I don't think it's dead this time. Yeah. There, there's a lot of signs that um, there's enough marginal use cases on the edges that will stick around. And uh, what people are waiting for is the equivalent of, uh, remember the smartphone era uh, did not start with the iPhone, despite how mm-hmm. people tend to think of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually started with some earlier devices that did have, um, they was the Palm and the I Palm Trio. I loved my Trio. Oh, it was my favorite yeah. phone ever. And the um, and there was the BlackBerry, mm-hmm. which did all right. Mm-hmm. But those were all, that BlackBerry was in the corporate niche mm-hmm. and the trio is for the tech geeks who are willing to <laughs> live with its limitations mm-hmm. and then the iphone changed everything and the whole world picked up smartphones yeah and i we're very much in that same position with vr right now there's some mixed use small cases not a big audience mm-hmm. but it is a real one and there is of course the corporate side is finding very mm-hmm. finding it very useful at this point mm-hmm. But are we going to reach the point where someone introduces the next that that one thing that iPhone like thing that's going to make it yes. go big that yeah. pushes it along big and uh, oh. hasn't happened yet and it's not likely to be Apple this time mm-hmm. yeah true um, but who knows actually Apple does have something in the wings that they're trying to get that they're going to be doing an announcement on how probably within the next year but uh, it's not Steve Jobs so I don't know if they're going to pull it off <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It could be interesting. Well, thanks for that report. That's uh, all interesting and food for thought. And we will look forward to talking to you next week and seeing what's new. Yes. All right. Thanks. thanks. 
So if you like these kinds of stories, you can hear more by uh, checking out John on the web at tech.radio or listening to Tech Radio right here on KOPN Columbia. It is 39 degrees outside right now in beautiful downtown Columbia. Temperatures are going to warm up to about 52 after lunch before dropping to a low of 26 degrees overnight. Tomorrow we're looking at a high of 46, so not quite as warm. 54 again on Friday, but then Saturday we're looking at a high of only 29 degrees. All of that is under at least, at least partly sunny skies, um, but with the greatest chance of rain, that's going to be midday on Friday, and that's only a 25% chance. Um, so it looks like it's warming except for Saturday. Uh, we've got Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman up next, and... Tune into Farm and Fiddle tonight at 6 p.m. for a conversation with Sherry Duggar of the Socially Responsible Agriculture Project, also called SRAP. With staff across the United States, SRAP helps communities fight factory farms that could pollute their water and air, and it helps factory farm owners who want to get out of a business where everyone makes money except for them. Factory farms are a losing proposition for farmers, but government subsidies keep pulling in new suckers. Margo's words. <laughs> Learn more on Farm and Fiddle tonight on 89.5 FM, or you can listen live at kopn.org. Or for up to two weeks, you can find that um, on the Farm and Fiddle uh, program page right here at kopn.org. Um, so this afternoon, we've got music, good sounds of jazz from 3 to 5, uh, 5 p.m. We've got Breaking Through by Moms Rising and Farm and Fiddle at 6. Hope you all have a wonderful day.